so pumped to share this message tonight. We're going to do a little something different tonight. You guys are going to like it. We're going to have some fun. We're going to have some fun. Are you, do you guys want to have fun? Yeah? Cool. So check this out. Follow me on the, uh, on the message train. You guys ready? Tonight, I want to help you guys. Because guess what? Your guys' generation is, is known as being exceedingly bad at relationships. Fortunately, guys, your generation is known as being exceedingly bad at relationships. Who wants to not be bad at, at exceedingly bad at a relationship? I don't want that for you guys. I don't want that for you guys. I want you guys to have a great relationship. I want you guys to have an amazing relationship. I want you guys to be exceedingly bad. So tonight, I'm here to help. I want to help you. Yeah? I'm here to help. So let me start off with a verse before we pray. Let me start off with a verse. Let me read out of the Bible, God's Word. I'm going to read out of James chapter 1, verse 15. You guys ready? Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm ready. Here comes the Word of God coming at you. Here it is. This is, I'm going to tell you guys the process of sin. This is the process of sin. James, wait for it. James chapter 1, verse 15. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Did you guys get that? After desire has conceived, when desire is created, an evil desire is created, and it gives birth to sin. And then from there, sin, when it's full grown and mature, it gives birth to, to death. How many of you guys want death in your relationship? Heck no. I don't want that. This is, the, this is known as the process of sin. The process of sin is a slow, gradual process. You see how this thing was like birth and then this and then this leads to that. So sin isn't like a, well, there it is, ah, boom. That's not, that's not sin. Sin is a slow, gradual process. It's a slow process. It's not like an explosion. Nobody wants death in their relationships, right? But guess what? If you have sin in your relationship, then you have, eventually you're going to have death in relationship. And I don't want death for you guys in your relationships. I want you guys to have awesome relationships. And guess what? God created relationships. He created it. God created sex. So God's original intent for relationships and sex is the right way to do it because he created it. His way is holy. His way is amazing. His way is the best way. So if we want to not be exceedingly bad at relationships, we should probably learn God's way, right? Yeah, so cool. Let's learn about some stuff. I'm going to pray. You guys ready? All right, I'm going to pray. Thank you, Jesus, for this time, God. Come into this room and do what only you can do, Father. We bless you, God. We love you so much. Thank you for everybody that's in this room tonight, God. I just pray that you, uh, you give us ears to hear. God, uh, I pray for open hearts and open minds and for concentration to everybody in here, Lord. And thank you so much for creating relationships. You created the very first relationship. You created people. You created us to be in relationship with you, God. You invented everything. You invented everything that is holy and good, God. 
just reveal that to us tonight, Father. We concentrate on you. We want to have some fun tonight and laugh, and we know that you're here with us. We give you glory, God. We're excited to learn about relationships tonight, Father. So we thank you so much and bless this time. And everybody said, amen. amen. That's it. That's a loud, cheerful crowd right there. Okay, so check it out. My name is Kingsley. I'm the youth pastor here, right? I'm the youth pastor here at Shouts of Grace. Stoked. So being a youth pastor, I get asked questions a lot from you guys. I get asked questions. You guys ask me my opinion and my advice, you know. I give you guys advice. You guys ask me about, you know, the best NFL teams, the Seahawks, and you ask me about the best uh, basketball dynasty. It's the Lakers. And you guys ask me about the best movie saga of all time, and it's Star Wars. And, you know, my advice, my advice is always sound. It's correct. It's 100%. And I guarantee you, if you ask any one of the leaders that are here tonight, their advice is sound as well. Their advice is amazing. Their advice always returns correct. Guarantee that. So, we give pretty good advice. I'd like to say I give really good advice, especially on relationships. And you guys ask. You guys ask all the time. This comes out in your conversations with me, right? You guys ask about relationships. That's a huge thing, right? If you're a guy, you're super interested in girls, and you're, you're wondering about that. If you're a girl, you're super interested in boys, and that comes out in our conversations. You guys want to know about this stuff. So I give pretty good advice. I got to say, I've been married for three years now. Almost three, yes, ooh, three years. Here's my lovely wife, Valerie, right here. So this is what I've learned. I am not always right. I haven't always, I haven't always been right, but my wife has been right 100% of the time. That's what I've learned. Did you guys see what I just said right there? <laughs> She's 100% right all the time, always has been right, and I, I have been wrong before. But seriously, though, I give good advice. John gives great advice on relationships. You guys, we talk about relationships on a continual basis. This happens all the time. And we love talking to you guys about relationships, and we use the Bible, and we do, we do teachings, and we say great, great verses and great testimonies because we've been there, we've lived it, or we've, we've been there, right? We're, we're married, we have experience. John shared some stuff a few weeks ago about relationships, and, and even I was learning. I was like, this is great. This is awesome stuff, right? This is good stuff. So we do these lessons for you guys. We do these teachings or these sermons, and you guys are like, amen, woo, that's good stuff. Yeah, keep going, woo, that's good stuff. Yeah, good, cool. And like, it's like holy, it's awesome, right? It's like a great teaching. You guys are like, that's so good. Yeah, right. El Shalom, brother. Yeah, keep going. Hallelujah. Come on. <laughs> you like it, Winnie? Okay. And you guys are pumped, and it's a good time, but then something happens. Something happens. You leave from here, and, and it's so easy to just hear a bunch of wisdom and then leave from here and then not do it and not follow through, yeah? So I see this, and I'm like, dang it. They didn't follow through with the teaching we just did, and it was so good. You know what? I started thinking, and I'm like, maybe I, I need to change my approach. Maybe I need to change my approach. So here's a solution. I thought we could have some fun tonight. Here's a solution that I thought we could have to tonight take a little bit different approach. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you the absolute worst dating relationship advice you could ever hear ever and to hope that you do the exact opposite so that you can have a great relationship. I'm going to give you terrible relationship advice and hope that you guys do the opposite. You ready for that? You ready? So let's give a round of applause to DJ McBuff in the back back there. 
on the master controls. He's going to help us out tonight. So let's throw up that, uh, let's throw up that. Here it is. This is Kingsley's really super great relationship advice that you should listen to if you want to have a great relationship with your bae for the rest of your entire life. Yeah? You guys ready? This is, this is my advice to you. Who's pumped for this? This is my relationship advice for you. You guys ready? Number one. From me to you, right here, number one. Guys, flirt with her best friend. She won't mind. What just happened? Number two, say I love you on the first date. Seal the deal as soon as possible. Make her pay for her own meal. And yours, too. Okay. You must always have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. You need them to be fulfilled and defined. Number five. Always have a side chick. <laughs> this is good. DJ McBuff is on point tonight. He's on point. If you're, if you're not dating at 17, you will be forever alone. Oh, really? I thought that was it. Your relationship is different from everyone else's. You really are the exception. Number eight. Girls, your skirt's not that short. You just have legs. Hey, everybody. Always be alone together. You can handle it. We trust you. You can handle it. Wow. Yeah. Number 10. After starting a relationship, drop off the face of the earth and avoid your friends, because that's so normal. The best relationship advice comes from, a sing from single people and your teenage friends. I thought that was it. This is one of my favorites. I, I love this one. You don't need to have a job or a car to have a girlfriend. You just need swagger. I thought that was it, though. I thought if you just had swagger, that'd be it. No? Okay. Hey, guys, all girls are impressed with your flexing selfies. Take more of them. From me to you. Number 15, don't face your problems. Facebook them. That's not good. <laughs> Hide your relationship. A hidden relationship is a healthy relationship. Wow. Wow. Number 17, never invite your bae to youth group and never introduce them to your youth pastor or any of the youth leaders ever. Wow. Oof. If you aren't allowed to date in high school, you should date right as you graduate. It's a no-no. Here, I got one for you guys. Boys, wear Axe body spray on the first date. It's so irresistible. I thought that was it. I thought that was it.
Breaking up or ending a relationship over social media is a great idea. Oh, man. Oh, man. Shots fired. Shots fired on that one. Hey, here we go. Don't worry about sending scandalous photos over Snapchat because the photos disappear and it's not going to do anything. Well, number 22. This is, Nate's, this is Nate's favorite. He thinks this one's funny. To have a great relationship, you should stay up really late on a school night, not do any of your homework, and just text your bae until 3 a.m. or later. Wow. Okay, cool. Hey, number 23. Ready? YOLO. A mature relationship means that you know more than your parents do. Oh, wow. Okay. I love this one. Make plans for your life after high school with your bae before you graduate middle school. This one's mainly for the guys. Guys, <laughs> always keep it 100 with your squad, even if that means hurting someone's feelings and ending your relationship. Gotta keep it one hundo, dude. Gotta keep it one hundo. It's all about the squad. Couple more. <laughs> this is from me to you. This is it. This is what I got for you guys. The person you date in middle school is who you're going to marry. Put yourself ahead of other people, especially your boyfriend or girlfriend. Even if you break up 20 times in one month, you're still meant to be together. I love that sound. It's okay to take naps with your boyfriend or girlfriend. You can control yourself. Let's just laugh at that for a second. Let's just laugh. Whoa, that was a cool one. Hey, get in the habit of lying to your parents about your relationship. That will make things easier. Okay, a few more, ready? Being super clingy and needy are good roles to play in a relationship. Okay, my last one, you ready? Here's the last one. Eye for an eye, what somebody does to you, you should do right back to them. Wait, <laughs> he gives the applause, I love it. There it is. Awesome. Round of applause for DJ McBuff at the back. On point tonight. On point. So that was it. That's my relationship advice for you. So the name of my sermon tonight <clears throat> is a little something different. It's called Sex, Summer, and Selfies. Because that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about sex, and we're going to talk about summer, and we're going to talk about selfies. So here it is. God's way for relationships. Remember I was talking about that? That's the best way. It's the holy way. It's fun. It's healthy. It's amazing. It's full of wisdom. It's full of principle. It's full of life. That's God's way for relationship. Man's way for relationship ignores everything I just said. They do it their own way, and it's going to lead to tears, pain, hurt, broken relationships, and eventually it will lead to death. That's man's way of doing it. Wisdom is not hard to find, but it's hard to follow. Yeah? You guys agree on that? 
Wisdom's not hard to find, but it's hard to follow. The Bible says that wisdom is actually like shouting out at us in the streets. It's, it's, even, it's yelling at us in the streets. So tonight, you guys, you're going to hear some wisdom in the next few minutes when I'm talking to you guys. And we're going to talk about a, a Bible relationship. We're going to learn some things. I'm going to share some wisdom with you guys. And it's up to you to go out from here and actually make the choice and take the opportunity to actually take what you've learned tonight out of the Bible and actually apply it. Yeah? Cool. So we're going to talk about David and Bathsheba. Anybody ever heard of them before? King David and Bathsheba. King David is this anointed, amazing, awesome guy. He's like a young guy, and he gets chose. He's the youngest out of a bunch of brothers. He gets chose to be the king of Israel one day. He's the chosen king, so he spends a lot of time with God. He meditates. He does all kinds of awesome stuff. He prepares, and then eventually he fights uh, Goliath. This small, puny little David fights a Goliath and defeats a Goliath. He becomes king of Israel. He's an awesome guy. He's, he's, he's known as a man after God's own heart. He has so much potential. David, King David, he has so much potential. But David gets totally taken out by one bad relationship. He just gets taken out. This awesome guy who loves God wrote pretty much most of the biggest book of the Bible, Psalms, just about poems and all kinds of music and lyrics and stuff all towards God. He just loves God so much. But David chooses a terrible relationship, and it totally messes him up. So let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 1. I'm going to start there. You guys ready? In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite, Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained in Jerusalem. Turn to your neighbor and say, in the spring. So let's pick this apart. Let's pick this apart. What happens in the spring? It's a time of transition. We're transitioning. Things are happening, right? Girls are starting to wear a little bit less clothing. Makes it a little bit harder for the guys. Things get a little bit crazier in the summer. Sorry, in the spring. And then in summer, you're about to have so much free time. Yeah? I know you guys are pumped for it. Summer's an awesome time, but you're about to have so much free time. And guess what? Satan is a silent sniper, you guys. Satan is a disguised sniper just hiding up there, and he's got his crosshairs right on you. He's just sitting there. He's like a sniper. He wants to take us out. Satan's like a sniper. He just wants to take us out. We have to be on guard this season. In fact, we got to be on guard every season. Scripture says that David um, sent out his army and the king's men, his main bros. He sent them out on the entire Israelite army to go fight the Ammonites. Even though they destroyed them, it doesn't mean it was over. They had been fighting the Ammonites, these gnarly dudes, for years and years and years, for a long time. And after this, even after they won this little battle right here, they kept fighting the Ammonites. They kept fighting them. And I think that's a perfect example of how you and all of us need to be constantly fighting for our sexual purity. Constantly. It's an ongoing battle. 
You need, to, you need to be fighting for it, and you're going to be fighting for it for the rest of your entire life. You're even fighting for your purity when you're in your marriage. You're even fighting for it then. It's nonstop. You will never stop fighting, and you can't just take it out with one shot. You can't just go, done, boom. Got you, got you, Satan, done. I don't have to fight for my purity anymore. Good. That's not how it goes. You have to constantly take shots at it. You constantly have to break things down. You have to constantly fight. And guess what? If you're not fighting, you're falling. If you're not fighting for your purity, you're falling. You need to be fighting for it. You need to be on guard. Satan's ready to take you guys out in the summer, and I don't want to see that. It's a perfect time for him to move and completely mess with you guys. I want to say something about um, sexual perversion. Sexual perversion is a thief and a robber. Perversion is twisting something, altering it, adding poison to it, diluting it, changing it from what God's original intent is. God created relationships. He created sex. So when we change that, when it gets poisoned by the world and then Satan just messes it, messes it up and twists it, perverts it, it's, it's, it's doing exactly what it says. It's, it's a thief and a robber. It wants to take from you. It doesn't want to give to you. Sexual perversion is a thief and a robber. Call, call it how it is. The world is going to try and tell you you're missing out on this. You're missing out. Oh, you should have sex early. Oh, you're missing out. You're missing out. Hey, hi, how's it going? Hey, I'm a thief and a robber. Don't you love me? I love you. Yay, I'm a thief and a robber. No, 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 no. Call it how it is. It's a thief and a robber. It doesn't want to give to you. It wants to take from you. It wants to completely take from you. It wants to trick you. You need to call it how it is. You need to look thieves and robbers in their face and say, you are a thief and a robber. Get away from me. I don't want nothing to do with you. You need to be on guard because if you're not fighting, you're falling. And I want you guys to be fighting. Yeah? Thieves and the robbers don't love us. You guys need to be on guard. I'm going to read a verse out of Mark. Wait, hold on. I'm going to read verse 2. Verse 2. <laughs> Continuing. So it's springtime. David sends off his war. So he sends off his uh, army to the war, and he's hanging out all by himself in Jerusalem. So one evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. It's got to be one of the greatest puns in the entire Bible. Her name is Bathsheba, and she was bathing. <laughs> so he sees a woman bathing. He sees her, and he's like, oh, my goodness. He's observing her. David sent somebody out to find out about her, and they said, oh, that's Bathsheba. She's the daughter of Eliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Eliam is like a head general in David's army, and Uriah is also like a, a lead dude. These guys probably risked their lives to save David. These are like David's right-hand guys. So David not only stayed back while his army was out fighting and he wasn't on guard, but then he decided to go out and start observing, and then he saw a girl. So I want to read you a verse out of Mark chapter 9, verse 47. Jesus is giving a, a teaching, and he says, Jesus says, if your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God 
with one eye than to enter, or sorry, than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. That's pretty harsh, right? Jesus is saying, pluck it out. And I think that verse is perfect for this because honestly, you guys, it would have been so much better for David to have gone off the war with his army, with his crew, with his boys, and been totally killed in battle. It would have been so much better if David would have done that. It would have been an honoring death. It would have been amazing. It would have been awesome. It would have been a bummer, but it would have been awesome. It would have been so much better for him to go off to war where he should have been instead of stay back and start to pursue this. So I think that works perfect for this. It would have been so much better if David would have gone off to war than stay home. David decides to stay home and do nothing. And I think that's a perfect example of relaxing sometimes. When you relax too much, that can lead to relapsing. On your old ways that you want to get rid of and sins and addictions and things that you're done with and you don't want to do that anymore, when you start to relax too much because you got so much free time, when you start to relax too much, that can lead to a relapse. Well, I guess I'll just, yeah, I can look at that website. No big deal. Oh, I guess I'll just watch that show. Probably shouldn't watch it. Oh, I should, oh, it's cool. Yeah, I'll send some Snapchat. Yeah, I probably shouldn't, but like, oh, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's cool. It, it's easily you can relapse. Here's another point. In verse 1, when David sent out the king's men, he sent out his main boys, his bodyguards. He sent them out. He sent them off to war. <laughs> you guys, we got to take example of this, of all these terrible mistakes that David's making. We got to take example of this. Guys and girls, we cannot send out the king's men. You can't send them away from you. Who are the king's men in this room? John Sparrow is the king's men. Lene, Valerie, Whitney, Austin, Nathan, Katie, Kennedy, Adam. These are the king's men. You guys can't send us away from you. We're here to do life with you. We're here to love you. We're here to protect you. We're here to pray for you. We love you guys so much. Don't send us away. And how you can send us away is by being closed off to us or, or not showing up to youth group for weeks. And be like, I'm just going to take like four or five weeks. It's good. I mean, it's good, right? Like, we will pray for, we'll pray for you from afar. And then we do. Believe me, I do. I pray for you guys even when you're not here. I pray for you guys. But it's harder to, to, to help you fight battles and to help you stand up to not sin and do terrible things like this if you're far away. So don't send us away. Don't send away the king's men. And if you're a guy and you're saying, oh, I just don't identify with guys that much. And no, nah, I don't really get much from a guy. Like, I just, girls really, I mean, you know, like, they'll listen to me and it's great and all that stuff. They support me. I got news for you. If you're a guy and you'd rather hang out with a girl and get advice from a girl, girls are not going to challenge you. You need a king's man. You need a man. You need a guy, a father, a spiritual father who can challenge you. You need to get that in your life. Girls, same thing. If you're like, I'd rather talk to a guy. He listens to me and supports me. No, you need to get around a spiritual mother. Oh, my gosh, the spiritual mothers in this room are amazing. They're here to help you guys. They're so for you. They want to pray with you. Don't send them away, girls. Utilize them. Get on their team. Get on their side. Share with them. I encourage you guys. We got some awesome spiritual fathers and mothers up in here, and they are on point. They are straight eagle status. They're ready to go. They come here locked and loaded. They're ready to pray with you guys to get rid of different things, to get holds off of you, get just 
junk taken off your life. They want to go to battle for you. They want to take shots for you. They want to step in front of the bullet for you. I'm going to say that. Go towards the king's man. Don't send us away. Don't do what David did. David, one evening, right? Verse 2. <sighs> He's walking around at night. So let me tell you guys, in case you guys didn't know, my, last, my, my, my job that I've had for like 10 years has been an EMT working on an ambulance. I've, I've been awake at night while you guys were sleeping for many, many years. Let me tell you, one of the number one mistakes that I saw teenagers make throughout the years was when they were alone, or when, I'm sorry, when they, were, when they were hanging out, walking around, bored at night. Nothing good happens after midnight. Turn to your neighbor and say, nothing good. <laughs> nothing good. Leaders, nothing good happens after midnight. Not even midnight showings in movies. You shouldn't go to those. No exceptions. Nothing good happens after midnight. Nothing good happens after midnight. The worst mistakes I've ever seen teenagers make in my life is when they're bored walking around and it's late at night. You get the pump factor. You start doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing. You're with the wrong people at the wrong time. They get you to do stuff that you should not be doing. Guess what? David had an uneasy feeling. He could have just slept. I mean, he's the king of Israel. You know he had some soft bed going on, right? You know he had the Tempur-Pedic going. <laughs> Come on. He's the king of Israel. He probably had a bed full of, like, Egyptian feathers and all kinds of stuff. I don't know. Whatever. He could have just slept, but no, he had this uneasy feeling, and then he decided to investigate it and just go and cruise by himself. He's got no guards. He's got no help. No nothing. And he just decided to investigate. Just so you know, that uneasy feeling that you guys feel, that you've felt, that you, that you currently feel, when you feel that uneasy feeling, that is the alarm bell of the Holy Spirit. When I heard that for the first time, <laughs> changed my life because I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, when I get that uneasy feeling, now I know I can, put, I can put something to that. And it's the Holy Spirit telling you, don't go there. Don't, go to, don't do that. Don't go with those people. Don't get in that car. Don't go to that party. That's the alarm bell of the Holy Spirit. When you get an uneasy feeling, you're like, I shouldn't be there. That's what that is. Hey, go to, the, um, go to Admiral Akbar. <laughs> it's a trap. Everybody say, it's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> this is from Star Wars. No, that's not me. Thanks, though. This is Admiral Akbar, and he's saying, it's a trap. When David saw a woman bathing naked... This is what I think of. It's a trap. Don't do it. <laughs> Come on. You should know. It's a trap. David should have known. I wish Admiral Akbar was been there for him. David, I'm a trap. Don't do it. So what, we, what can we learn from David viewing a naked woman? Uh, and it's a trap is that um, there's a difference between seeing and observing. When you see something and it's in your general view and you see something, okay, I saw it. But observing something which is what David did, observing something is, oh, hmm, yeah, I'm going to observe that. You see there's a difference between seeing somebody. You can see somebody. I mean, I see somebody walking down the road, or I see somebody. That doesn't mean I have to observe them. There's something different. <laughs> looking at Jack. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. You just have to be in my peripheral vision. You're, you're a modder. You're a good-looking guy. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, He's got that modern charm. I don't know what it is. It's just like the whole thing. There's a difference between seeing and observing. 
Here's my best advice, the best possible advice. I wrote this down. The best possible advice I could give to guys. You guys ready? Guys, all ears. The best possible advice that I can give you to protect your purity is to watch where your eyes go. Watch where your eyes go, guys. I was told this when I was in fifth grade. My youth pastor said, hey, bounce the eyes. Guys, bounce the eyes. Just watch where your eyes go. If you find that you're looking at something or somebody or a girl that you should not be looking at, bounce your eyes. Bounce your eyes. That's going to protect you. That is honestly, if you watch where your eyes go, you're going to be protected. Just watch where your eyes go. Watch what they're looking at. Watch what's in your view. Okay? That's my best advice for guys. Girls, I really thought about this. Girls, watch what you're putting out there. Watch how you're putting yourself out there. Watch how you're portraying yourself on social media and all that stuff. Watch how you are putting yourself out there. And don't get mad when guys react to you when you put something out that's a little bit scandalous or something like that. Don't get mad at them and be like, oh, wait, that's, that's not me. Wait, what? Why did he react like that? Because you put it out there. Do you think, okay, David is not the only guilty one here. Bathsheba is just as guilty Married woman is in the middle of the night taking a naked shower out and about for the king to see and for anybody else to see. She is just as she is just as messed up as David is. Okay? Girls, when you get around the 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 um the girl leaders here, don't pursue deniability with them. Don't deny things. Don't just don't just pursue deniability. Pursue purity. When you get around the, the girl leaders here or spiritual mothers here, don't be like, oh, I didn't mean to. Wait, I didn't want him to think that. Wait, I don't know. Wait, I, that's not what I meant. Oh, I can't believe he had that. I didn't mean that. What? Don't do that. Don't pursue deniability. Don't start down the road of denying things. Just pursue purity. Because that's so awesome. That is, that is amazing. That's what God calls us to to protect our purity. If a guy could look at it wrong, girls, don't post it. Bathsheba shouldn't have been an option for David. Bathsheba should not have been an option at all. She's a married woman. She shouldn't have been an option. It's a trap! I love that. Take some more of that. Um, <laughs> it's a trap. Um, Bathsheba shouldn't have been an option at all. This is what David should have asked God. And if you find yourself wanting a relationship or wanting to meet or you're dreaming about your future husband or you're dreaming about your future wife, here's some things that you should ask. This is what David should have done. I wrote these down. You ready? Ask God, who is it? Who is it that you have for me, God? When is it that you have them for me? Where should I go? What should I do? How can I prepare myself, God? How should I act? How should I dress? How should I live? How should I... Everything, everything. How should I be? How can I be ready for that right person? And if you have the right people around you at the right time and you're following God, he's going to reveal to you that person. We should be doing life God's way, not our way. And when people question you, because you're going to be doing it differently, right? 
when people question you and they're like, why are you, why are you doing it that way? Why are you, wait, what? You're not going to have sex? Wait, what? Until you're married? What? Why do you do that? Some people are going to question you. They're going to ask. And honestly, this is, this is what I did. This is why I did that. This is why. Because frankly, I want a different result. I want a different result. I want to protect myself for the one day when I get married. I want to protect myself, and I did. 50% of marriages end in divorce, you guys. I want something different. I don't want that. I don't want that for any of you guys. Broken relationships are so tough, you guys. They end in drama, backstabbing, hurt, pain, leaked pictures, name-calling, gossip. I don't want any of these things. There's so much better out there in God's way. There's so much better out there. So I want to encourage you guys, give your heart to God. Serve him. Seek him. Be the person you're supposed to be. Enjoy Jesus. When you're mature and the right person comes along, it's the right time, you have the right people around you, you've been praying about it, then God's going to reveal that person to you. Because let me tell you this, if you're following God, if you are holy first, if you are holy, then when you meet the right person, your relationship is going to be holy. Your engagement is going to be holy. Your your marriage is going to be holy. Your kids are going to be holy. Your sex is going to be holy. Because you are serving a holy God, and he's going to bless that. And it's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be the best relationship you could ever have, ever. That's what I want for you guys. I want something better. I don't want that 50% crap. I don't want that stuff. I want something better, and I want it for you guys. The world's going to tell you guys to do whatever you want. We're actually in the middle of a moral revolution. It's I can do what I want, when I want, with who I want, how I want it, whatever I want to do. I'm just going to listen. This is what the world's pumping into you guys. This is what the world's pumping. Listen to your heart. Whatever your emotions tell you, do it wow, listen to my heart, listen to my emotions, always just go off that? Wow. The the world has literally turned emotions into like affirmations, saying that it's okay to do it. Just because you feel something doesn't mean that it's right. Doesn't mean you should do it, and it, it just doesn't mean that it's right. Some of you guys have your licenses, Yeah. You're driving in traffic, somebody cuts you off, it totally bums you. I mean, you're mad, right? Road rage, anybody? <laughs> Allie Marshall. You're bummed. Eventually, you're going to get so mad, and you think that it's intentional, that somebody's doing this to you, they're going to be like, ah, I'm so mad at you. I'm going to kill you. Ah, I'm so mad. I have totally yelled that in my car. I'm going to kill you, man. Ah, I'm so mad. I can't believe you just cut me off. You almost, you almost destroyed my new... Th- my new Subaru that I worked so hard for. Ah, I'm going to kill you. Could you imagine that court case if I would have listened to my emotions? Okay, uh, Kingsley, Powell, you can um, defend yourself. What's your plea? Oh, yeah, hey, I just listened to my emotions. I heard this song on the radio that said, follow uh, my heart and follow my emotions. So I just I had to kill him. I was mad. Woo, I had to do it. I, heard, I listened to that song. It said, go for it. Woo, I did that. Just because we feel something doesn't mean that we should do that. 
Just because David felt something didn't mean that he should have pursued that. Think about the process of sin. That's why I read it to you guys. An evil desire gives birth to sin, and then eventually sin is going to give birth to death. And in David's story, that's eventually what happened. He had an affair with Bathsheba. He sent her husband off to war. Her husband, he, he oh, in the most ruthless way, makes all the troops pull back. Her husband gets brutally killed. It's terrible. David just keeps burying sin with sin. It's just awful. So there he goes, following the process of sin. And then eventually, he had to live with his circumstances. He had to live with the bad decisions that he made. And his firstborn child did not live. He had to live through death. David lived the hard way. David buried more sin with sin. So what can we learn from tonight, guys? David and Bathsheba's relationship was terrible. It was awful. God's way, God's original intent for relationships and all that, everything is the right way. It's the holy way. It's the peaceful way. It's the fun. It's the most fun way. It's the most exciting way. It's so amazing. That's God's way. The best for us, the abundance. But we have to fight to protect our purity every single day. You have to nonstop fight that because if you're not fighting for it, you're falling. Be on guard, you guys. You're about to have so much free time in the summer. You got to be on guard for it. Don't send away the king's men. Stay close to us, guys. Let us pray for you. Let us go to battle for you. That's what we're here for. Search out these spiritual mothers and fathers. Don't send us away. Guys, watch where your eyes go. Maybe do practice bouncing your eyes. Watch what goes in front of your vision. Girls, protect yourselves. Watch what you're putting out there to everybody. Don't pursue deniability. With the, don't pursue denying. Just pursue purity. Watch what you're putting out to people. Everybody, be on guard. Seek Jesus. Pray all the time. Serve a holy God who loves you. He's going to take care of you so much. He's going to bless you so much. I want you guys to choose God's way because I want you guys to receive all the blessing. I don't want you guys to make mistakes like David and Bathsheba. I don't want any of that to happen. I want your relationships to be so awesome. I don't want you guys to do any of these terribly awful advice things that I came up with. Please don't do any of those. Wait, hold on. I'm supposed to tell you those so that you would do the opposite. Wait, hold on. (laughs) I want something different for you guys. I want you guys to live out of the abundance. I want you guys to be overflowing. I want you to be on fire for God, to be filled with God, to give your heart to God. I want you guys to do amazing miracles like walking on water and praying for people and saving people and telling people about Jesus and healing people. I want you guys to live out of the abundant life that God has for every single one of us. That's what I want for you guys. Claim it. It's yours. God's got his arms wide open for you. Give him your heart. Seek him often. Give him every part of your life, especially relationships. He cares about the desires of your heart. He knows you care about relationships. He's right there with you, and he's got all the plans for it. Type in, what does the Bible say about relationships? I guarantee you're going to get some wisdom. Okay, I'm going to pray. Did you guys have fun? Yeah? Hope I didn't talk too much. You guys all right? Yeah? Okay, you guys are good? Okay, cool. Oh, look at that. (laughs) There's the applause thing. It's a trap. <laughs> I don't want to applause. It's a trap. 
Okay, I'm going to pray. <laughs> Jesus, thank you so much, God. Thank you, um, thank you for the, God, you created relationships, Lord. Thank you that you have the original, the right plans for abundant life, for holy life, full of, full of amazing abundance and love and joy and peace and righteousness. God, thank you so much. If we pursue you and we do your way and we listen to you and we stay close to you, God, that you're going to give us so much, God. So I want that for everybody. I want the abundance for every person in this room. I pray for relationships, God, for future relationships one day for everybody in this room or anybody who's currently in them right now. God, I pray that they can start making choices to seek you, God, to bring you into, your, bring you into their relationship, God. Then They may be able to rely on you and concentrate on you, seek your way, God, and protect their purity for the rest of their life, God. I pray for everybody for, for momentum and, and, and uh, energy from here on out to just put up, that, put up that shield, God, whether it's your word or just to let you, let you come in front of that, God, or to seek spiritual fathers and mothers to just help them. God, I just pray that everybody in here will go out and protect their purity. Be on guard from it because we know the enemy is trying to get after us. He's roaming about, God. Thank you that you've already overcome the world, Father. You've already overcome sin. You died for it. You, you laid your life down on the line for us, God. It's so amazing. You loved us first. We love you so much back, God. Thank you so much. Bless this time. In Jesus' name we say, amen. amen. Be blessed. El Shalom. It's a trap. <laughs> Admiral Akbar. You're waking up to your kingdom.